Welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Dr. Joni Cannell shares communication strategies for technical people. She shares her own stories of learning to communicate and brings in other nerds and experts to show you how to interact with people in a way that's comfortable for you. And now, here's your host, the uniquely qualified engineer turned psychologist, Dr. Joni Cannell. Hello and welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Today we have a special holiday episode with a special guest. His name is Fabrice Paracuelos. Fabrice is a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of California. He helps individuals, couples, teams, and organizations with emotions, relationships, self-worth, and wellness. In addition, Fabrice has a technical background with multiple degrees in engineering and business, and he's worked for startups uh, and large tech companies. So today we're going to hear from Fabrice about how technical leaders can be supportive to others, both at work and at home, during this holiday season. Welcome, Fabrice. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on our show. You've got so much expertise to share and uh, so much connection with the nerd crowd. I, I guess you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that affectionately, nerds, right? I, I consider myself one too, so that is never meant to be an insult to anyone. Um, well, let me, I want to get started before we get into the relationships and the how-tos. Um, I want you to tell our listeners about your background, including your international studies and your work, um, how you became a therapist uh, and specialize in wellness and relationships. Yeah, so I'm going to try to give, give a, a short answer because otherwise I could go on and on. But um, first, I, I, where do I start? Okay, let me start with that. First, I, I want to say that I had received therapy as a teen in my uh, 18, when I was 18, 19. And that was actually a wonderful experience for me. So I want to, I want to share that because that's going to come in handy a little bit later on. Uh, math background is in, when I was in high school, I liked math and, and physics. Uh, and so I, I did and studied engineering. Uh, and then I uh, was curious about business, so I studied business administration, and so I, I did those two things, worked in IT consulting for some time, uh, big, big companies, medium companies, did a couple startups. Uh, when my daughter was born 20 years ago, uh, that was actually the, the very, uh, very important for me in, in my life. I asked myself, well, I, I enjoy my work, but I feel that I need a little bit more meaning in, in my work. And so I asked, started asking myself, you know, what should I do? And at the time I did consider, well, uh, maybe I should become a therapist. I really enjoyed being a therapist, you know, being in therapy when, when I was 18, 19. Uh, but I, for some reason at that time, I didn't feel ready. So I decided instead to study uh, international relations. So I studied that, uh, specifically interested in the causes of war. Uh, I studied and I taught as a TA. Um, and then 10 years later, asking myself again the question of, well, that's enjoyable, but <laughs> a little bit more meaning in my life. And then somehow I felt ready to uh, become a therapist. And so I went back again to grad school, became a therapist. And with regards to um, relationships and wellness, I, I think I came to those because um, uh, those things were really important for me in my own life, uh, the quality of, of relationships. And of course, you know, my wellness was really, really important uh, for me in my own life. Um, and I'll leave it at that for, for now. 
Wow, you are just an amazing example of how you can shift directions in your career. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, not just the straight line, but not just uh, indecision, but just different phases in life, finding what really appealed to you when in, you know, different parts of your life. Yeah, that, that's what it, it feels like looking back at it, you know, retrospectively. Of course, at the time, it didn't feel that way, but no, that's how it, it feels like. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe sometimes it's hard to recognize that in the moment, right? Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Hmm. Okay, well, I want to ask you some questions for our viewers and listeners, Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, let's see, I've been working with technical leaders for a very long time. And frankly, I was a technical leader as well. Um, But I hear regularly that they want to be a good partner uh, at home, you know, to their their partner, or they want to be a good manager or a good friend or a colleague, but they don't know what to say to someone Uh, when that person says they're stressed out about family dynamics during the holidays, you know, and some of the technical leaders I know are very even keeled, you know, they don't get ruffled that easily. And so they don't really understand why their partners or colleagues get so worked up or let others get to them. So can you help explain uh, what kinds of stressors and emotions that holidays can bring up for people? Okay, that's kind of a, a multiple layer question. So uh, let, let me see if I can if I can touch upon upon all of the the, the aspects of those question. Um, very short answer is uh, in lots of situations, what is called for is actually not what you know. I'm going to put myself in that category. What we're good at. And by the way, we have not quite defined what technical leader means. So <laughs> bear with me on this one. Uh, Uh, So I'm going to make some generalization that may or may not apply uh, to your audience. Um, But um, short, short, there's a shortcut answer and then there's a a little bit longer version. Shortcut answer is in lots of situations, what's called for actually is not what we're good at, which is actual problem solving. But just simply listening and and welcoming um, um, the emotions that the, the, you know, the the person is conveying. Uh, and, and, And in so many situations, including at home, you know, with significant others, that's really what's called for. One of the issues that I uh, notice when I'm moving up with that is, um, you know, all right, so this is where generalizing is going to put me, in, I think, in, in hot water, but uh, lots of, of, of tech folks, um, for various reasons, um, have not necessarily acquired a comfort level with emotions. Uh, and so the, 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 the the, the trick here sometimes can be to recognize the emotion that the person um, um, who's communicating with you carries and validate those emotions. Okay. I, you know what? I think that, that you did hit the nail on the head. I mean, in two ways. I mean, first of all, the problem solving. Engineers in particular, sometimes scientists too, uh, they're, they're built for solving problems. That's, that's what you know, keeps them employed. Right. Well, and, and that's and that's what they're that's what they're really good at. So it's yeah, just wonderful yeah. skill to have, actually. Uh, right. But when somebody just needs to express some stress or, or emotion, uh, being a good listener can be really hard. Yeah, and and I think part of the issue is that I mean, again, I'm going to talk in general generalities here, but emotions actually are really logical when you're given mm-hmm. the right theory and the right data collection tools. They actually are super logical. So once you have the tool for, you know, the theoretical tool and the data collection tools, you can shine 
uh, the, you know, the, 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 what's missing is, is those, those um, uh, skills. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're fairly easy to develop, actually. Uh, okay. Can you give us some kind of insight into that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be as easy as one, two, three here in you yeah. know, 30 seconds, but just what, what yeah. areas you'd want to look at or. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's two, two, two. Um, um, uh, I think there's two different categories that, I, that come to mind when, when you're asking me the question. There's um, uh, folks who, uh, you know, feel emotions really, really strongly, but don't quite know what to do with them. Uh, and so for, you know, for those, I would recommend uh, just talking to a good friend about emotions and practicing that. Uh, because one of the things also that I noticed, uh, and that's also a big generalization, so I may be off on that one too, is that uh, technical leaders um, are very good in functioning uh, in some ways in a semi-autonomous fashion. And so asking for, for help uh, and being, uh, being a little bit vulnerable does not come naturally uh, to technical leaders. So practicing those skills with a good friend can be really valuable. Wow, um, that, yeah, that's a great tip. In fact, yeah. And the, the and then there's there's you know there's another category of of, um, 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 uh, of folks who you know are not used to looking at their own emotions. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so the, for, for those, again, you know, having a good friend really helps uh, and additional exercises can help such as, uh, and again, really the relational component is important, having a good friend, which is to, to practicing noticing the emotions in, in the day mm -hmm. uh, and writing them, for instance, in a, in a notebook. All right, so I, today I felt, uh, and by the way, you, you know, when I, when I introduce emotions to folks who are not um, in touch with emotions necessarily, I kind of simplify by saying there's a, there's a sad, mad, glad, bad, <laughs> and afraid. Let's start with those. And so, in, you know, going through your day and writing down, oh, today I felt uh, mad. Oh, today I felt bad. And, and starting to practice that, that muscle uh, in terms of, you know, data collection. Mm -hmm. uh, these are these are these are good good steps to to start with. Wow, data collection that resonates here with a technical mind. Uh, get it, gathering some data and finding out logically uh, that there are reactions to that and and how we behave as well and how others want to hear from us, you know, or us to be there for them, you know. Yeah. And, yeah so. Um, yeah, yeah, and and and, and can I say one more thing about emotions? Yeah, sure. If that's okay, which is. Um, you know, a lot of us, and myself included, uh, grow thinking that emotions are pesky things mm -hmm. uh, to, to be pushed aside. Uh, and, it, and it's true that when we're, you know, especially when we're not taught how to handle emotions, they, they do feel like pesky things. Uh, but I do find, uh, you know, having, you know, some understanding of how the human system works, that uh, emotions usually have valuable information in them mm -hmm. that at some point will need tending. I mean, you know, tending to emotions can be put off for, you know, quite some time or, or decades, maybe. But, but usually there is a point where um, uh, some corrective action needs to take place. And so it's really nice when we, you know, um, internally, I mean, when we start having, you know, a, a dialogue and understanding of our own emotions, how they work, where they come from, uh, and the underlying needs that they, that they express so that uh, we can meet them and, uh, and flourish. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
And one of the things that, that I love that, again, that you said was data collection, because especially for people who are used to thinking more analytically, um, that, that emotions are little pieces of data that can help us both with our, our internal selves, you know, uh, what's going on or how we're reacting to something or how to change our behavior, but it's also data to interact with others. And it could be data, I mean, in a stressful situation, like we're talking the holidays, but also at work, just in terms of how somebody reacts to the assignment you give them for a project, you know, if, what kind of emotional reaction, are they happy or is it bad, right? Just as you just said, are they glad or bad? Um, but um, in a deeper level, um, reading where they're coming to the table, you know, whether at work or at home, uh, simply with, with that uh, rubric you gave us uh, already is, is huge. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and, and you've, 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 I think you've, you've established um, the bridge between, uh, very, very beautifully, the bridge between, you know, doing data collection of our own emotions internally and then being able to do that, you know, with, with others so that we can understand where they're coming from and react. Uh, so thank you for, for that as well. Oh, well, okay. So how do we be good listeners? How do we become good listeners then? I mean, we're talking about the problem-solving mind and um, we just need to have empathy or give support. What are, what are some tips for that? That's, uh, that's a, good, a, a good and profound question. Uh, first, let me not answer it directly, if you, if you don't mind, and okay. then I'll try to answer it directly. But first, I think it's, you know, one of the things that I noticed is that sometimes tech folks, uh, because they have... Uh, you know those those beautiful skills, beautiful analytical skills, uh, and domain of interest that um, 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 are not very common in their environment. Uh, sometimes end up thinking that you know since their environment doesn't necessarily welcome those beautiful analytical skills or their domain of expertise, they end up thinking that sometimes well, there's something wrong with with me. Um, and in my experience, that's not the case at all, but I, I see, I can understand how when the environment is not necessarily a good fit for the kinds of strengths that we have, we can, you know, being um, inclined to think that there's something wrong with us. So one thing that I want to say is, no, you're just fantastic as you are. Uh, know that you have strength. Because I do find that when we're in touch with our strength uh, and when we're feeling a little bit safer with who we are, we become better listeners. So that's one thing that I want to say. Um, and the other thing is, um, I think that's probably where I mentioned talking to a good friend in the, in the first place a little bit earlier, is that when we do um, experience being listened to and our emotions being listened to by somebody we trust, uh, then it becomes uh, much easier to listen to others uh, and their emotions and, and, mm -hmm. and, and welcome that uh, and know how to process that. Wow, this is profound. I could see why you said that. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, but realizing that we do have our strengths actually gives us room to listen rather than feeling defensive or inadequate or less than or something. If, we, mm -hmm. if we're feeling confident, then that gives us the ability to try to, you know, not feel like we have to jump in and, and prove ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the, the two tend to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's deep. Um, thank you for that gift for the holidays. You're welcome. You're <laughs> yes. welcome. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's, let's look at a couple other things here. So we have at home and at work, and you were talking a little bit about being a good friend. 
or having a good friend to talk to because, um, you know, at work, we don't always get into the depth, you know, with somebody you need to talk to at home, you're probably exchanging a little bit more uh, depth of, of the emotions or the situation. And at work, first of all, I mean, as managers, we may not want to open the door to have people just gushing everything that's going on at home because then they won't get any work done. Um, so how to contain it in a healthy way, but yet be supportive at the same time and, and let people express or realize if somebody is under stress, you know, how we can be there as a manager. So I'm just, I guess really what I'm asking for, Fabrice, is, you know, at work, how can we keep it professional and be a good listener and empathize during this time of holiday stress? Uh, this is also a, a profound question, uh, and, and, I, and it's a particularly poignant question with, with COVID and, and the stresses that, that, that we've seen. And I see that in corporations, actually, as well. Um, and so, okay, so it's assuming we do have some, you know, listening skills in place to be able to, um, uh, you know, welcome the person's emotions. And by the way, welcoming emotions looks like, uh, I've said that, but it looks like you know, if a person is sharing something stressful in their life... Uh, uh, welcoming, you know, listening and, and being a good listener and welcoming notion looks like uh, first kind of understanding what they're saying. So taking the time to understand what they're saying, uh, trying to put ourselves in, in their shoes and imagine, you know, what we would feel and experience if there were the situations and same situation. And then share, you know, share, share them that we understand them by saying, yeah, that sounds really stressful. Uh, just that. Uh, and so assuming that, you know, you know, once we have those skills in place, I think, and, 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 and you know this better than I do because you're the, you're the organizational person, but um, I in, in my mind, if provided that the culture is compatible, there is room, uh, a little bit of room to uh, welcome emotions. And let me try to be a little bit more clear because I'm realizing this is not very clear. Um, you know what? What I do recommend to some some folks is to, um, in their week, carve a, a set amount of time uh, when they check in with their folks, and just from a human perspective, not from a work perspective, and make it very clear. You know, I'm going to call you uh, just to check in with you at a human level. We're not going to talk about work, and if you want to share, I'm there to listen. And if you don't want to share, that's fine too. But taking the habit of checking in. Uh, and for folks who are afraid that this will consume them or consume their schedule, uh, be upfront, say, you know, I'm going to devote 15 minutes mm -hmm. uh, and, and we'll take it there. And usually what I find, and, and you, and so that, I'd love to hear what your, what your expertise is on, on that and your experience, is that long-term when this is practiced, there's greater allegiance. Uh, there's also a greater circulation of actually work information. A greater productivity, uh, and so these these are in in my mind usually wonderful investments. I'm, I'm curious about what your experience has been with, with those things. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're selling it for me here, Fabrice. But yeah, actually, uh, investing those 15 minutes. You said it doesn't have to take a long time, right? It might take a little while to get used to how to do it, but investing a, a, a small amount of time to let the emotions out can help people focus on the task, which is often what people want to get done at work. And uh, also realizing if they're not going to be able to focus that day, you know, like, oh, wow, you're really stressed out. We've got a lot going on. Uh, you know, do you need to take a personal day? Uh, you know, is another way of, of reacting to that. Um, but uh, having people exchange and, and sometimes say, what do we need to let go? 
to focus on this project um, act really in the long run saves time. It doesn't. Okay. Spend yeah. Time. Yeah. I, I think I think you're spot on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved a couple of things you said there too. I just wanted to reemphasize to our, our listeners here that um, simply, well, first of all, understanding, working to understand what the person really means and not just assuming you understand what they mean, but just simply responding and saying, wow, that sounds really stressful. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I do find, sorry to jump in, but I do find that, you know, you know speaking autobiographically, when I receive that, it, it calms my nervous system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm able to to move forward. Right. So being understood and acknowledged um, is really useful. And like you said, then you can help move on and, and actually get yeah. work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's usually good for the nervous system. It seems to be you know one mm-hmm. of the the properties we, we come with come with us as human mm-hmm. beings. Right. Actually, I happened to be just doing a workshop this morning, talking a little bit about the neuroscience of that. And, and how our brains do function that way with the empathy mm-hmm. and um, how that can help. Interesting, uh, a, a topic for another day. Um, all right, so let's, let's go back actually and talk about a different aspect of this and that's ourselves. So I said that originally that some of the technical leaders are really even killed and not as in touch with their emotions, but of course there are some who are also very emotional people and are, you know, um, you know, uh, blow up or get stressed out may not necessarily know how to control their emotions or manage them or just haven't really emphasized that. And sometimes I hear from technical leaders, I just apologize after. And rather than actually upfront realizing maybe I shouldn't have had that explosion. Um, so for these folks, you know, if they're stressed out during the holidays, how do, how do we manage our own emotions? Um, oh, that's a, that's a, yeah, I mean, that's a complex question too. And, you know, there's lots of variations, um, but, you know, there's, there's a couple things that usually are, are, are coming handy. One is, uh, to practice noticing our emotions during the day. And it's easier to do with those that are not big because the ones that are big, if we don't have, you know, if we're not, don't have the practice of noticing our emotions, they just overwhelm everything so one is is starting a practice of noticing our emotions during the day and start with noticing small emotions and and i'm saying that because the you know that's that's the principle that's used in mindfulness meditation as well which is the action of observing our emotions or our internal states or or external things kind of you know calms the the nervous system as soon as the brain the, the, the brain so that uh and the other thing that you know i'm, I'm thinking about as you're asking that question is uh, and it's a little bit similar, but this one is done in a, in a relational context, which has its own um, uh, specific virtues, is to, again, find a good friend and, and talk about our emotions and find somebody who can really welcome the, you know, those emotions and, and give us a little bit of guidance as to uh, what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the friend thing, too, because that's having a safe place to do that. Somebody who is also honest, right? who can give you some feedback and, and you can feel comfortable exchanging some of these inner vulnerabilities you said earlier with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So what about uh, we get these to the point where, I mean, people really ought to, or might want to reach out to a therapist. How do you know you're at that point or, or is there 
is there some kind of uh, cue that people should be uh, aware of or recommend it to others as well? Yeah, I don't know how to answer that question very well. I mean, I can tell you that people come to see me usually because they're in some form of emotional pain. Uh, there's some there's some blockage in, the, in their life, uh, or there's really some 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 pain. Um, but other than that, I don't have you know much guidance. I mean, if if you're asking yourself the question of um, should I see a therapist? Um, um, Notice that you're asking yourself that question. That's probably a sign that it might be it might be a good idea to explore that later on. And, and I'll say a little word on um, uh, on selecting a therapist and exploring that. I mean, it, it can you know for folks who've never done therapy, it can be a little bit scary. Uh, and my recommendation is just to to call a, a few therapists and, and chat with them, and then see who you feel comfortable with because. Uh, you know, believe it or not, research shows that feeling comfortable with, with a therapist, the quality of relationship is absolutely critical to efficacy of therapy. So, uh, you know, my recommendation would be once you're ready, call, call around, uh, interview a few folks. And the way you do that is, you know, you call them and you tell them, well, I've been, you know, struggling a little bit with that. Uh, and, and I'm thinking of getting some help um, uh, and then see, see how they react. I mean, if they ask you questions, they ask you questions and make you feel welcome, then trust that. If they don't and you're feeling that mm, this doesn't feel right, trust that too. Um, yeah, it's very similar coaching. I mean, we don't get into the um, deeper psychological levels there, but uh, you have to have as, as a coach or as a therapist, I'm sure a thick skin, right? Like it's not personal, but it is, you have to find somebody who you have that chemistry with, or you, you trust or, um, um, feel comfortable with, and that's different for everybody. Oh yeah. And I, and I could be the, the you know, the best therapist in the world. If, mm -hmm. if the, the person I'm with is, it doesn't, you know, resonate with me, uh, and vice versa, I, I'm not going to be of much use. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And so I love that too, that you said, you know, have a few and um, always as a manager too, you could have a few recommendations to people too, if, if they're looking for somebody. Or... Oh, right. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. I forgot the other part of your question, which is when you see people around and how you make a you know, recommendation. Um, yeah. Uh, well, if you have a few <laughs> recommendations, that sounds like a great idea. Uh -oh. Yeah, or sometimes uh, human resources and organizations, they might have some kind of a wellness program and, and referrals as well. Mm -hmm. By the way, I want to say a quick word to, to HR on those. Okay. Uh, uh, because I, actually, I, I did provide early on in my career, I um, mm -hmm. um, uh, was part of an EAP, and I don't know what the letters EAP stand for, but it's those, those programs that are paid Employee for. Employee Assistance Program. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. In which, you know, I you know, was paid to, to help folks um, um, working for companies and then provide a little bit of short therapy. Um, you know, my understanding in, in terms of for HR folks who, who want to help the employees of the corporation use the services is to uh, really study the confidentiality of their services and be extremely transparent about that. Mm -hmm. Because I do find that sometimes, you know, uh, what's coming in the way of an employee looking, you know, accessing the services mm -hmm. is um, that concerns about confidentiality. So right. um, I, I highly recommend that. Yep, that's a great idea. And, and helping somebody feel comfortable that uh, it will be confidential because that's mm -hmm. a, a critical piece of therapy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if people want to reach out to you, how can they get in touch with you? 
Oh, uh, they just go to my website, uh, therapyforhumans.com. Uh, my contact information is there. Uh, and I'm, I'm very happy to do free consults. So uh, if folks want to, you know, run some questions by me, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to do that. That is so easy. Therapy for humans, you said. Dot com. Dot yeah. com. Therapyforhumans.com. I really think that resonates with technical people too. We like to talk about humans. So therapyforhumans.com and Fabrice is there if you want to get in touch with him um, and have a free consult, uh, which like he just said, right? You just said, Fabrice, you, you need to have that anyways, just to make sure you're comfortable. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so good. And, and me too. I, I, it's nice for me to, to feel comfortable as well. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Okay. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any last words for our listeners for this holiday season? Uh, take good care of yourselves. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't forget, you know, your wonderful strengths. Uh, and, you know, and, and enjoy the, the best you can. Thank you so much, Fabrice, for being a guest on Reinventing Nerds. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners and viewers. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Reinventing Nerds and encourage you to apply what you learned to help you communicate better. For a free consultation with Joni to see how she can help you further, please visit ReinventingNerds.com. Until then, embrace your inner nerd and remain true to yourself while you develop your communication strategies.